0: Well, hello. God accepts you fans, friends, and fanatics. My Truth Over Tea webinar series listeners, audience, people in the prospective places. <laughs> I am Christopher Wilmot, your host um, today and in- Every day, you'll have me until um, the Lord says otherwise, but um, I want to welcome you all whenever you may be watching this morning, noon or night. Hopefully, everybody's doing all right. Okay, I'll stop. No more bars for you today. I just wanted to invite you all in. Hopefully, everybody's having a good day, good evening. Whenever you happen to be watching this, listening to this, I guess you should say. Um, getting excited to be diving into truth over tea where we here at Truth Over T, tell the truth over spelling the T to the LGBT community. If this happens to be your first podcast, I advise you to, um, you know, listen to the ones prior because I don't want to sound too redundant or um, like a broken record going over things I've already discussed. But nonetheless, we've been dealing with truth and the power of it and the empowerment that comes by it and also the freedom, the fr- oh the freedom. Having been a product of this truth and continuing to be, and again, I emphasize the word continuing um, because you should never stop a thing if it's working. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, um, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So truth is never broken. And the truth we ultimately deem. Um, truth is the Bible. We're going to go to some other avenues here in the upcoming uh, weeks and topics we're going to be discussing. But I went to the Bible first and I said that in the uh, episodes prior because it is the supreme or in this case, sovereign truth, um, considering the title today. So we're going to be dealing with the sovereign truth. Um, this again, reiterating and reemphasizing Jesus being the way, the truth and the life and him being full of grace and truth. Um, came um, from the biblical scriptures in John one seventeen, John 14.6, some of the uh, reference scriptures we've been diving into. And even we went to Timothy and I believe uh, another scripture in Matthew at some point. But we're just um, reiterating that because Jesus being the way, the truth and life is what you need to understand is what we mean and the position we come from on all matters, all matters, not just some. I say that because um, there's so many different truths that people call truth out there, and we want to make sure we're all on the same board and building on the same foundation at which uh, truth we're referring to. And we believe the truth being Jesus, considering the Bible says so, Jesus says so, and um, I believe so. After um, one of the working definitions we've come up with is Jesus, um, you know, excuse me, truth is um, anything that can be universally applied and that has been um thoroughly tested if i can't thoroughly test it or, or universally apply it i'm not going to call it truth because if you can't benefit off of it but only i can only i can benefit off of it and you can't then it doesn't make it truth or truth i'm up here saying truth <laughs> so um the truth being jesus because he has been thoroughly tested believe it or not i don't know if you guys have read the bible know the bible or know about jesus in the bible um jesus has been through any and everything you can possibly been through um we believe in the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. And he had been thoroughly tested with all this different stuff he's went through and experienced and therefore can tell us about he's the way to the father. In heaven, if you believe, um, you will. You of course receive receive him, receive the benefits that come by him, and also even get to heaven. But also, he's the truth to in the way in life to live in this life on earth. And I've learned through the gospel of grace, which is the truth about Jesus. It talks about all these different topics that we're going to be discussing in the near upcoming future, and a lot of them are going to be targeting the LGBT community. Um, I target this, uh, or excuse me, I title this the Sovereign Truth because of that very issue of not many people recognizing jesus as the way the truth and life recognizing the gospel of grace as even the truth about jesus and so we run into these conflicts of why we're even having to have this webinar series in the first place um i want to read this thing that i have in my notes to you as we dive in a little bit deeper hopefully you enjoyed the episodes thus far and then the bonus episode that i released on yesterday um which was um a little bit reiterating on what we've been talking about, but also introducing what we're d- discussing today. I only want to go into more detail about it today, about giving you some practical ways of keeping truth sovereign or keeping truth supreme, the truth, the supreme thing in your life, practical ways of how to do that, what you can um, do when you're not doing that, what to expect when you do that, all these different things. So we're going to get to the practicality of, of those things and then kind of transition to what we're going to be d- discussing the upcoming weeks. And I think we're going to deal with some stuff stigmas and discriminations to the LGBT community, especially in with the area of race and racism. Not that um, we're going to, and it's just going to be interesting. I'm not going to give you any spoils yet, spoilers yet, but it's going to be interesting, the approach I take. So don't just assume you know where we're going, but you may be shocked to find out. Um, here at God Accepts You or the Truth Over T webinar series, and again, God Accepts You is the, um, uh, You guess you can call it the outreach that I um, also, um, I'm the owner and operator of, um, and it stands for, it, it's an acronym for gay. God accepts you. Grace changes you. We have come to believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, not just pertaining to religious matters, but to all matters. John 14, 6 says every truth should point to him, and I believe it does. Grace and truth came by Jesus, and that's found in John 1, 17. If, you, if your way, truth, or life can't pass those tests, I would question it to be true. Science or the Bible is most people's source for truth, considering um, truth is, like I said, anything you um, can, you know, universally apply and it's been thoroughly tested. But another working definition I've been kind of um, dropping every once in a while is truth is anything you filter your life through. Even if it's not the truth, your truth is anything you're filtering your life through. Or, or yeah, your life through. Um, and um, science and the Bible are normally people's primary source for truth. But if it doesn't line up with Jesus, the gospel, it's not the truth. And even though most people don't realize the relevancy, and we're going to get into this, but the relevancy of Jesus in all topics, especially dealing with LGBT community, people are going to miss, um, the truth in those things. And they're going to be, have to settle for tea because you don't know the truth. So, um, we're attempting to make sure you know that, um, where did I leave off in my reading here? So science in the Bible is most people's source for truth. And through my research and personal studies, those seem to be the, the most accurate sources as well, considering how both sources have been tested thoroughly and can be implied universally. They work as sources of truth for most people's life. We just must distinguish between what each source is actually reporting on and we're going to the reason why I say that because science is going to give you some areas of truth that are going to pertain to stuff that we're going to look into even that deal with the LGBT community and can actually help you um that I think we need to begin to open ourselves up to where um you know these topics are concerned and I'm not saying we're going to go against the Bible because like I said the truth is going to line up with the Bible if it's really the truth but um um we're going to always deem the Bible as the supreme sovereign truth science can't teach you how to live morally so even though there may be some truths that god has made available in science it's not what we can live by because the research isn't irrelevant to morality in most cases i'm just reading this little thing i wanted to share with you the parts in the bible that reveal jesus are the true moral compass for mankind in that same vein just because it's not clear in the bible doesn't mean you can't find science stumbling into it on the earth science report on facts we still must believe in order to benefit from them the same goes for the bible where people begin to disagree is what truth actually is based off what they actually believe and that's when people get into disagreements because they believe one thing another person believes another thing and that um is where that disagreement on truth is because they have they have denied or they believe differently on what truth is if that makes sense I'll say it like this There's going to always be a disagreement on truth When you're believing different things as the truth And that's why I wanted to make sure in the episodes prior And I'm going to close out on this episode That we're deeming Jesus Christ And the gospel Which are one and the same thing um, John one seventeen, John one fourteen talks about the one and the same thing. Um, we're deeming that as our sovereign or the most important truth. I say the word sovereign because um, sovereign means supreme or an, or an anarchy of a sense, in a sense. So Jesus is the anarchy truth or the the primary supreme truth. And the gospel, which, I like I said, is one and the same with Jesus, the gospel of grace is that what is the truth we're going to be dealing or dealing from and filtering things through. Um, where these topics of LGBT community are concerned and you're gonna be so shocked what the Bible actually has to say and how I can by God's help and in, 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 in reading and interpretations of the scripture begin to show you how the Bible really does have a lot to say on topics we talk about but we just don't get truth about you know sex and sexuality can you date and all these different things and so it's like how do you date and you know marriage and you know what is this word and this translation mean and does God really have an issue with this and that, you know, all these different, we're going to get to those things later, but, um, you're going to be very shocked to know and find out that the Bible can really help you on this because it really is the truth. I'll close with, um, I'll close this, uh, reading out with this where people begin to disagree is what truth actually is. It's based off what they actually believe. And first John five, four through five, um, is confirming Jesus conquering everything to know about everything and I and I say that because um, like I said before the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ he been he had been through or has been through everything to help you with anything and so you know has Jesus ever been gay that's not necessarily what I'm saying but he understands what or excuse me we can learn through him what we need to understand to change to be accepted to practice self-control which are the three things we believe that God accepts you God accepts you. Grace changes you. You control you. Um, he has been tested through every, through anything to know the way about those things. So Jesus didn't necessarily have to be gay to actually help you with being um, coming out of that. He knows the way out of any bondage you may be in because he is that way. He's been tested to be that way or we are submitting to in the truth we are agreeing with. If you choose to do so. If you don't, I agree to disagree. Then at that point, I leave you to your truth, whatever it may be. But I just want to see show you the benefit of hearing this truth, the truth, and um, the freedom and the empowerment, like I said, that comes by it. So the sovereign truth we were tapping into, um, and or the title of this this message, uh, this podcast, and I want to read to you the definition of sovereign. Why I titled this sovereign. Now, I'm not going to the Bible in this one because, like I said, that's the whole reason why I read that little, um, I guess you call it my notes. Because, like I said, the Bible is not the only thing God is filtering or sending truth out to. It is the supreme sovereign truth. Um, but it is, there's other things God is showing us truth on that lines even up with Jesus. And we can use to um, help us with these topics as well um, that we're going to be discussing in the LGBT community. But I need to make sure once and again we are on the same page that the bible will be our sovereign truth will be the supreme thing we check everything with and that brings me to the definition sovereign means a supreme keyword there ruler especially a monarch a it's also another definition is a former british gold coin worth one pound of sterling that doesn't apply to us but then this third uh definition is possessing supreme or ultimate power and that's what i want you to believe with Um, Jesus and the gospel uh, of grace, according to him, according to Paul, that's about him. And um, that is the supreme possessing truth, the ultimate power, or I like to call it like this, the ultimate empowerment we are looking to, going to, running to, submitting to about any and everything. Not just about religious matters, just like I read. It's not just about we you know what we call religious things or spiritual things. It's about everything. In the Bible, you'll find it talking about sex. You'll find it talking about sexuality since homosexuality is in the Bible in a negative connotation, but still nonetheless, it's still in the Bible. Um, you know, what you're supposed to do about your sex, you know, that's in the Bible. You can find that in the Bible. You'll even be able to find marriage in the Bible. You'll be able to find the intent of what, you know, marriage was intended for. Um, and, you know, sex in marriage, you know, are you supposed to have, you know, um, have it? Or are you supposed to enjoy it? Or is that, is, is that of the devil, which is not, you know, you know, there's so many different things that people don't know the Bible has. To say about it and doesn't and do not recognize the Bible as the sovereign supreme truth, so they're using other things in its place, and that's where T comes into play. You know, people just and T, not T E A, like I spelt it on the about the podcast, but T E E. You know, that's a terminology a lot of the L G B T community um, uses. You know, and that's just a slang word of saying gossip and hearsay and and um, and those things. And we don't want to hear hearsay about, and I don't even want you to hear what I say about a thing. I want you to go to the Bible, the supreme sovereign truth and if you begin to recognize jesus as the way the truth and the life you'll begin to benefit from john 8 32, 34 and 36 where it says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you not set you make you free how is it going to make you free because you finally believe something that's supreme and superior to everything and jesus is that i know other people believe buddha mohammed you know, energy, they believe in signs, you know, you know, what's your what's your zodiac sign? They believe in all these different things. Why? Because to them, that's been tested thoroughly to them, and it seems to be accurate enough. But there's something even higher than energy and space and time and feelings and all these different things that people are subjecting their lives to, and they're not deeming as sovereign. Uh, The the sovereign truth in their life. They're not deeming these. They're excuse me. They are deeming these things as sovereign in their life, but they're not sovereign because there's something that's actually higher than that. I don't mean to insult you with saying that truth, but sometimes the truth can be offensive, as we have been discussing, because why? Because the truth is offensive to those who don't want to hear it. I remember the Lord was talking to me in conversation because I don't have a religion that's made up of God. I have a religion that I have. I mean, excuse me, I have a relationship with God through his son and through his Holy Spirit. So I have this relationship with the Lord where I talk to him. He talks back to me. And in that conversation, we were discussing some of these things prior to me making this and running things by him and checking things with the word and make sure I'm hearing from the Lord properly and all of these different things. So in that in that conversation, I began to realize that people um have deemed all these different things as truth and they begin to filter their life through those things and when they begin to do that they run into the problems that they're running into and so I don't I was going somewhere with that but um, they're running into the problems they're running into these issues they're running into these situations and then they don't know how to get out of it because they have subjected themselves to something that Mm -hmm. is not truth and so they're not free They're bound, and then they're running into the issues that they're running into because they're bound. Thinking of the LGBT community, you're running into the depression, the issues, the emotional instability. You're running into the heartbreaks, the heartaches. And of course, that's not just the only community that's running into those things, but just using them as the example. There's so many people running into problems that they are wanting to come out of, but you're abandoning the very thing that's going to set you free and come out of those things. And that is the truth, not a truth. And I like this because even I submit myself to it. So you can't even be mad or upset with me that, you know, despite how controversial this may be, I submit to this too. So it's not like I'm telling you to do something I'm not doing. I'm doing it as well. And I'm submitting to the truth, the truth in all areas of my life, not just some. But through this relationship with God, He's showing me the relevancy of truth in my life, but I need you in your life to deem this truth as sovereign in your life in order to benefit. And when I, what is the benefits? What are some of the benefits that I'm experiencing through the truth? Jesus being the way the truth in life. One thing is I, the biggest thing that I, I could never find in the lifestyle of LGBT or homosexuality, which I was once in um, when I was already from 18 actively from 18 to about 22. Um, I was actively maybe 23 i was actively in that lifestyle we're going to deal with change um in a, in a little bit in the next upcoming episodes but i never could find peace in that lifestyle there was not eternal peace or internal peace there was not internal true happiness i had moments of happiness don't get me wrong when people were liking me and I was liking them, and attractions, and you know the the interest and the attention, oh, I definitely enjoyed that. Let's not make I'm not one of these dumb deep Christians that are not going to be honest with you. Oh yes, I definitely enjoyed that. And there were moments and 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 sparks of happiness and and joy, but it could never sustain. My joy never could sustain. My joy could never remain. My peace could never remain. And it was almost like the greater the the moment, the uh the greater the moment, the greater the experience, the I guess you can say the worst of downfall it was almost like the higher I got on joy or happiness, the lower I fell. And so into like depression or borderline depression or or um, emotional instability. So these things were, I guess you can say, I don't know if catalyst is the right word or a result of um, me not living the truth in the way that God intended me to live. So being sovereign, treating Jesus in the gospel of grace as sovereign, I was able able to now benefit off of what I was looking. I was looking for all the right things in just the wrong places because I was deeming something else as truth. I was deeming something else as right. I was deeming something else as the way and the way of living. And I started making excuses for living that way. As I began to encounter the truth, and it was controversial. And one thing I know about truth is truth is always controversial, especially if you don't want to hear it. And like I said, I was talking to the Lord about that. And, you know, I realized people who the, the truth can only offend you if you don't want to hear it. The truth can only upset you if you're not ready to hear it or if the truth is said and out of love, and that's why the Lord always tells me and reminds me from the scriptures that says, "Speak the truth in love." And that's in, in Ephesians. It says, "Speak the truth in love." I can tell you the truth, but I'm supposed to show you love, and I can tell you the truth, but I'm supposed to say it in love. So I'm hoping I'm I'm still doing that through these episodes. But if I'm not, please, you know, uh, pray for me. You know, I'm work. I'm a work in progress too. I haven't arrived, neither, and neither have you. So. Speaking the truth in love is going to help you receive the truth and digest the truth. And the truth, this sovereign truth, you're going to need probably help digesting is the fact that Jesus is the only way. I know there's other ways which living, but he is the only way. And if you're going to eventually come to this reality of this sovereignty of God in the gospel and Jesus being the truth, the way in the life eventually. And you may not be to that reality yet. Like I wasn't. I spent five active years, four and a half, maybe five active years. In that lifestyle and i had not accepted it as a reality because i didn't accept it as sovereignty it wasn't the sovereign truth for my life and so i was like yeah jesus is a way but my issue was when people would quote the bible and say jesus was the way the truth and the life and all these different things that i've said even to you it was hard for me to receive it one because they didn't say it in truth and they didn't say it in love they said it in truth they just didn't say it in love but they also weren't living it for their life and i'm like well how is jesus the way the truth and the life but you don't listen half of the stuff he says you're having sex outside of marriage. You're cussing people out. You're very slothful. You're very lazy. And I just knew intuitively that that's not God. God can't stamp his name and his approval on that foolishness. And you know you, he couldn't, but you excused it by grace. But then you you abandoned me or, or neglected me or cast me out because of my sexuality. And it's just like, why do you get the grace, to pass, the love, the forgiveness, but I get the you're going to hell? And I'm just like, so obviously the Bible is not you know, the way, the truth and the life to live, because you're not living it. It must just be a way and a a truth in a life. And that's incorrect. It's actually the way, the truth and the life. And that and when I said the Bible, I should have said the parts of the Bible that talk about Jesus, because the whole Bible, even every Christian knows they don't live by. They live, they learn by, they just don't live by the whole Bible. Because the whole Bible is not talking about Jesus. We live specifically by the sovereign truth in the in the gospels, uh, uh, talking about grace which is talking about Jesus. And that's where it's going to, you're going to see the relevancy of truth in your life, my life, and even in the life of those struggling or even actively in the LGBT community. Again, I know it's um, very, (laughs) you could say um, a hard pill to swallow. And that's why I'm attempting to make it palatable. But nonetheless, if you don't want to hear, you're not going to hear. There's nothing I can say to dress it up. But like I said before, it's not hate speech just because I'm telling you the truth, you know, and it's not wrong just because, you don't like it let's just really test it go to the scripture yourself try this out yourself try jesus it's like a man of god once told me try jesus for one active year of your life actually give him every part of you not just parts of you and see what 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 god can't do and don't and, and see and tell me then where you know jesus is not the way the truth and life if you give him fully your whole self not a part of yourself and then try to come back to me and then tell me that this doesn't work you haven't even tried it. You haven't even read the Bible to even be curating commenta- commentary on the Bible. You haven't even tried Jesus to know if he's really all right, if he's really the way. So why don't you at least try it? If you're not going to believe the facts and the, the statistics and the <laughs> all of those different things, the, the scriptures on it, really. If you're not going to believe the scripture on it, why don't you just try it yourself? And so where you find that most people, they don't, they've tried religion. And that's why I said the truth that I'm talking about is not for just religious matters, it's for life. And so I didn't try religion, I tried Jesus and I had a relationship and have a relationship with him, which means I invest in it daily. And I encourage you to because you'll find out what you're looking for in another man or woman, another person, another religion, you get in Jesus and you get it for free. The only thing you have to do is pretty much deny your whole self and receive his whole self. And so um, that's where we get into crucifying our flesh and denying our our desires and ourselves for God and his. And he begins to reward you and bless you, um, not, not just for your sacrifice, but because really because of your faith. And my faith in him is why I you would call me a Christian. I call myself a Christian, but it's my faith, not my per se works. How good I am, how bad I am, because I'm good. I can be good one day and bad the next. But the sovereign truth or Jesus says in his word in the gospel of grace that, you know, he's forgiving. He's loving. He's not wanting me to be perfect. He will perfect those imperfections in me. And so through this relationship, he begins to do so. But the first thing to start this relationship is accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and accepting his way, his truth as sovereign in your life. Um, sovereign, again, remains uh, means possessing supreme or ultimate authority and power. And it brought me to this word through this study called sovereign citizen. This is interesting because I work at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office here in the local um, uh, city uh, city in Florida. And um, working in the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office in the county of Duval, you run into a lot of these individual people who are sovereign citizens. And I want to read to you this definition is so powerful um, and how it ties into what we're talking about and been talking about. Um, Sovereign citizens are self-described. They they see themselves as self-described and answerable and they're only answerable only to the particular interpretation of the common law and as not subject to any government statutes or proceedings in the United States Constitution or elsewhere. They do not recognize. Watch this. They do not recognize U.S. currency and maintain they and, and they maintain that they are free of any legal constraints, this really reminded me of the LGBT community and really a lot of people in the world, where they have completely renounced and denounced and rejected Jesus as being the way, the truth, and the life, and even renounced and and, and um and um discounted the Bible as being you know relevant for our moral living, and so they have considered. This is how I interpret it. They have considered themselves as sovereign, you know, believers, sovereign citizens of the Bible, sovereign citizens in this world where the Bible is concerned to the point where they don't want to recognize Jesus. They don't want to know the truth. Even when you you tell them the truth about them, you know, somebody would actually, you know, Does this dress make me look fatter? How do I look in this thing? You tell them the truth. If they don't want to hear it, if they weren't ready to hear it, they will even get offended about the truth they asked for. And it's like, what the heck? You don't even want to hear the truth about who you are. So that's why you're only interested in gossip about who you are, gossip about somebody else or or, or tea, like we call it, or it is called, you know? And I'm like, why are you so more interested and intrigued on tea? But when we tell you truth, you call it offense and hate speech and you run from it, you reject it. That's really interesting to me. Because really what you're now saying and you're communicating is you're this sovereign citizen in the legal ramifications or in the legal way. These are people are really um, hazardous to our system, our legal system, and really to the, um, um, the agency, not just here locally, but anywhere, because there's sovereign citizens all around, you know, United States. But these people are rejecters of the common law, the rejecters of United States you can say laws and reforms and policies when you live here. And I'm like, it's interesting. You reject the very thing that is required to live in the free United States that you live. And what's interesting is you're you're benefiting from this. You're benefiting from this very thing you're rejecting. But yet you're going to call it freedom because you can. And so this is what I've realized people in the world are doing because they can call it freedom and they are free to do other things, live other ways. They take that freedom and want to think it makes them sovereign to not have to believe anything where Jesus, the Bible or any of these other things are concerned. So I'm pretty much now, you know, not just requiring, but empowering and encouraging others to live by this sovereign truth that others have rejected and renounced because it's making them rebellious, prideful. Watch that word. Um, I'm going to actually reread this definition as we're talking about, you know, pride. Um excuse me. Again, they're sovereign citizens and what makes a sovereign citizen or the definition of one is particularly interpreting the common law as they see fit. They are they're interpreting it their way, just like a lot of people do with Jesus, the Bible and life itself, you know, I think, I feel. That's what I always hear from the LGBT community, the black community, the white community, the church. I mean, so many different communities can contest to this. What well, I think and I feel. When I'm thinking like, well, who cares what you think? This is not Facebook. We didn't ask what's on your mind. You know, who cares what's on your mind, my mind, their mind? What's the truth? What's the truth? So I'll know the right way of living. And then if I don't want to receive that as true, then you can say you're living a completely different way. But don't tell me the way you're living is the way. When one hasn't been tested and it's it's just the way you have subjected yourself to or chosen to live for yourself, not for everyone else. And because you want to be a sovereign citizen doesn't mean I have to or just because you want to live in pride and reject um, truth doesn't mean I have to. But that's what sovereign citizens do where the law is concerned they reject the actual laws that are written in the constitution that we all voted on that we all agreed or i won't say we all voted on because i guess there is some people who can object those things but it's like these have been uh, uh, voted they have been and and established and you're going to look at something that's that's voted on and established and say nope i'm going to interpret it this way or i'm just not going to do it anyway i'm just going to look at this and it says you know wear a seat belt we'll pull them over and they're They say, I'm a sovereign citizen. I don't want to wear a seatbelt today. And because of that freedom in your right that you've abused, you think, well, now I can do whatever I want to do. And that's exactly what we've done with the Bible. That's exactly what we've done with other things. What we've done, we've taken truth and we've seen and we've kind of we've kind of filtered it through how we feel. And if we don't, if it doesn't make us feel good about ourselves or makes us. Or we don't agree with it for our life. We just completely reject and say, nah, I'm not going to do that. The Bible says keep yourself before marriage. Nah, I'm not going to do that. It says, you know, um, you should have one man, one woman. Nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have side chicks and side this. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Oh, the Bible says, you know, you're not supposed to be living in a same-sex relationship. Nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, the world voted on this. And so, because the world says, I think, I feel, that's what's real. And I'm like, no. I'm just thinking like, who are you in your sovereignistic pride to say because you don't feel that way think that way like that way it's no it's no longer the way i'm i'm gonna reinterpret this and establish my own way like who are you to do that and that brings me to the pride of it of it all the pride it's like who are you to look at the bible or no let's use sovereign citizens where the law is concerned who are you to look at the law the constitutions the law that we are supposed to enforce, and that needs to be enforced, even with your freedom that you have, who are you to look at that and say, no, because going back to this definition, this is not how I think or feel. The definition says a particular interpretation of common law, because you interpreted it, which was really misinterpreting the law that way, you're now going to say you're going to live that way, even though the law says otherwise, and you're going to just look at that law and say, no, I'm not going to live over that. That is so prideful. The same way when you look at a scripture, look at the Bible, look at Jesus being the way, the truth in life and say, well, no, I'm not going to live that way. He's not the way. He's not the truth. There has to be another way. Where's, what is it about us? And I mean, me included. What is it that it uh, about us that makes us think that we can just do what we want, how we want, when we want, and then excuse it and say a whole bunch of people voted on it. So it makes it right and truth? Who are we to redefine truth? Who are we? Just like a a word. Who are we to take a word and redefine it? Oh, this word no longer means this. It's now mean that. No, it's already been defined. It's already been established. And that's what it means. That's what I'm coming to be. Or excuse me, that's what I'm trying to uh, bring you to to see is this inevitable truth you're going to eventually bump into it anyway, is that we can't just live sovereignty in this pride of the matter or on any matter where morality is concerned, life is concerned, the way of living is concerned, and just say because you think this, feel this, believe this that automatically makes it a way that is right and you should live by it i think it needs further scrutiny and that's what i want you to do so that's the first thing i want you to do as you begin to encounter truth or things that you may think is truth or wondering if it's truth scrutinize it scrutinize your thoughts start there Scrutinize the thoughts you think about yourself, God, people, life. Scrutinize those things. Don't just accept them as truth when you haven't even tested them to be truth. Filter them through some avenues that are truth. Go to science if you have to. I'm not, I would prefer you go straight to Jesus, the gospel of, of grace. But let's say you don't believe that. At least test it with science, scientific theory. Science has even come out to show you that, you know, it's in, it's it's not conclusive for you to be born gay. It's There's no conclusive um uh, uh uh, testing where that's concerned some science says you can some science says you can't so right there that's inconclusive to live by if you're going to say well science says i can live this way well that's inconclusive if you test that theory out you'll find out quick fast and in a hurry nope that's not true or can't be because it's not thoroughly been tested or you can even say even if it has been thoroughly tested it may come out and find out that it's not true once it has and if there's inconclusive studies on the thing then uh, it's kind of hard to call it truth when like i said it's been thoroughly tested, but now it can't be universally applied because it's inconclusive on the study that has been, you know, studied out on or searched out on. But thankfully, Jesus has already been thoroughly tested, so I don't need to thoroughly test him. But even if you say you wanted to, live, believe him and you'll see for yourself how he pertains to your life in every area of your life. Very important. What I have come to realize, the pride in us doesn't let us scrutinize things. To see if the truth or not. That doesn't allow us to submit to something higher than us or something that's the word we've been using, sovereign. It doesn't allow us because we're prideful. So I, I, you could say the first thing um, is if we're going to um, change some things, we're Truth is concerned, not changing the truth, but changing our life and submitting to the truth is the first thing I guess you're going to have to do. I said scrutinize your thoughts, scrutinize things, test things out. But first, you're going to have to be humble. I think that's the first thing that you have to do. You have to humble yourself to, to say, one, I don't know it all because I don't have it all. And my pride is going to cause me to fall. So that's my little saying. I always tell myself, you know, people who think they know it all never have mm-hmm. it all. But their pride is going to cause them to fall. Fall from what? Fall from grace. Fall into ditches and problems and bondage because they, they think they know it all. They think they know it all, but you don't even have it all because you don't know it all. And even if you have a whole lot of money and you still don't have all the money, you don't have all, there's always room for growth is what I'm saying. And truth will help you to do that as it empowers you and frees you and all these other things that it does. But the first thing I think you need to do, practical steps, like I said, I'm all about practicality. Um, You have to, you have to be humble. You have to submit yourself to something higher since Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and I'm calling him. In this, um, you guess you can call podcast. I'm calling him in this episode sovereign, the sovereign truth. You have to treat that, treat him as sovereign. So somebody has to be over you, not you be over you, because you didn't create you. Even <laughs> where your parents are concerned, yeah, they created your body, but you are a spirit. Mm-hmm try, and this is, I don't mean to make light of this, this subject, but have have you ever heard of, or tried to have a baby without a spirit? It's called a stillborn. It was called, uh, you know, um, they, 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 they die. They, 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 you have a body. You actually have a baby, but there's no life in the baby because there's no spirit in the baby. I don't want to go too deep, but you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. The reason why Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, because he has been tested in all those areas and knows all there is to know or needs to know about those areas. And so he wants you to come to him first and foremost and then he will he, he may even let you go to a therapist or let you go to a psychiatrist or let you go to a doctor to help you in those other areas but he needs to be the supreme truth in all of those areas not just some of them so it's important if you're treating jesus as the way the truth and life he being the sovereign truth that you're submitting to him. So submission, humility is the first thing you need to practically begin to put in your life. And this is gonna help you in all areas because I see this in the workplace. I see this in church. There's so many people who walk in such levels of pride and arrogance that you can't tell them nothing, even if it's truth. Hey, you, you, you know, you, hey, you, you might need to be on time and you might want to start coming here on time and, and, you know, ready to work. And on time is not right when the time starts. It's a little ahead of time. You might want to start doing that. They get upset. They they leave the church or they, they get upset and they want to talk about the boss and stir up a whole bunch of strife. And I'm like, they're just being honest. Even Just because you didn't like the honesty and you didn't like to hear it doesn't make it wrong or not right. Just because you're not ready to hear it. Humble yourself. <laughs> Humble yourself. Submit to a higher authority uh, uh, or like the definition, submit to a a monarch, submit to a higher power and not just any higher power now, the highest power, which is Jesus. That's the first thing. The second thing, start testing, scrutinizing your thoughts. I'm not haven't really gone to the Bible yet. I've referenced scripture, but not have actually turned there. But let's turn to this one. I referenced to you a few scriptures, but I actually want us to turn to this one. And for the sake of time, because I didn't want to keep you long, I have it pulled up in my phone. It's 1 Thessalonians 5.21. 1 Thessalonians 5.21. This verse, it says, Test them, test everything that it, excuse me, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good test everything that is said. That's a scripture that's kind of out of context. It's talking about prophecy in this scripture. In this context, it's talking about when people prophesy or preach to you or anything of those those natures. Prophecy is just speaking for God in in a moment, telling you some future events or telling you some revelatory things that you don't know about you that came strictly and directly from God. So that's prophecy. And it's saying when people prophesy of you or watch this, even preach to you, test it. You know how many people just take the preacher's word for everything that they say? He or she says, I believe in women preachers, but you know, he or she says, they just take their word and say, oh yeah, that must be true because they said they're a preacher and they said it's from the Bible. No, I want you to go to the Bible, not just for me, but with me. And I want you to do the same with me as well. Go to the Bible with me, go to these scriptures, go to that, go to the, the doctor, go to the scientist. go test these theories that you're, that you're calling truth. Test them because if you don't test them, they're just simply theories until you're able to test them thoroughly. And then if you can test them thoroughly and they pass the test and you can apply them universally, then maybe I can see how you can say it's truth. But I want you to be considering... I do this myself. I want Jesus to be the thing you run everything to and by and through. So I want you to run your sexuality through him. I want you to run those thoughts through him. I want you to run your feelings through him. And if it doesn't check out, if it doesn't line up with the gospel, which is the truth about him, if it doesn't line up to the gospel, line up to Jesus, then guess what? It's not the truth, even if it's truly how you feel. Now, that's pretty powerful. Even if it's truly how you you feel, if you can get this in place first, that Jesus is the sovereign truth, those things will line up to a higher power, which is Jesus. Make sure I reiterate that. It will eventually, those things will eventually, that person will eventually line up to a higher power once they submit to him and begin to test everything through him and by him. And so we have to get back to the Bible. I'm so glad. I don't know where you stand on your political affiliations. I'm not going to go into politics, but I'm so glad I heard that, you know, the uh, our current president, um, President Trump, is thinking about putting prayer back in school. I will, this is just my personal outlook. I, I'm i not for people being forced to pray um, to my God, our God, who, you know, is God, Jesus, and all those things, because I think that's not fair because we do, we should still a factor in equality here in america so i or not equality but fairness and um justice and all those different things so i think it would be be fairer just to make you pray to my god if you don't believe in him but i, I like the fact that we have that option and i like that I, i'm not a, i'm not saying i'm a trump supporter i'm not saying I'm, a, I'm not a trump supporter i'm not saying those things like i said i'm not getting to politics all i'm saying is i like that idea and it allows people to pray in schools. And this is very important because people who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior now have a place to pray to him if they want to. And, 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 and this is important for your life if you're choosing Jesus as your Lord and your Savior and his truth and the truth um, of the gospel of grace as something that you're going to live your life through. Now you have a place to filter everything through. I don't know why i brought up that 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 prayer thing but maybe it fitted in there somewhere but i thought it i mean i feel like that is going to be really good because now you see the relevancy of it. it's not just for prayers not just for church just like jesus is not just for religion you know it's for everything and we want to test everything through him so now having that freedom to use him and pray to him and go to him at any pl- time and place um that's that's pretty cool to me so sorry but um so you want to treat Jesus the gospel of grace as the sovereign truth and like I said sovereign truth um, is Jesus in the gospel and those two things are one and the same according to John 117 and John 114. So this scripture, again, if you missed it or I need re, um, to be reminded, is 1 Thessalonians 5.21. And that is says, test everything. And I really want you to do that. Test these things. Stop calling everything truth that you haven't even tested first. If you begin to do that and treat Jesus and the gospel as the truth, when we start uh, filtering our life um, and talking about these topics regarding our life and the life of those in the lgbt community you'll start to see the relevancy and really the power that comes by it again i encourage you and warn you to just begin to settle this sovereign truth as the truth for your way and your life and living so Hopefully that was a blessing to you. You have some scriptures to meditate on and milk for our upcoming topics. As we build on this foundation, we're going to deal with some really hot, meaty topics here in the upcoming episodes, race and racism and stigmas and discriminations regarding the LGBT community within the LGBT community. Again, we're going to talk about sex and sexuality, deliverance and change, acceptance, self-control, how do all of these these things pertain to um, your life? through the biblical perspective and even scientific approaches we will be taking in the near future so without further ado i'll leave you with that you have a lot of homework to do and i'll leave you to it so we always remember god accepts you grace changes you until then i'll see you around